Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Two On, Two Out, the Phillies podcast with your hosts, Andrew and Bob. Bob, let's kick things off um, in a extremely positive note. Actually, this podcast itself may be the most positive one we have done since maybe week one uh, with the way the yeah. team has played. Um, yeah. Well, let's, uh, you know, you, you found your way over to the to the ballpark this weekend for one of the uh, Yankees games. What was uh, what was that like with the uh, with the much larger crowds than we've seen all season? It was phenomenal. Uh, it was just, it felt normal. It felt uh, amazing to be out there. Uh, the, the crowd was super into it. Obviously, it was a nice split with the Yankees being there. Like, a nice split between the Yankees fans and Phillies fans was um, everybody was, for the most part, paying attention to the game and um, really fired up. And just being able to walk around that stadium again just felt it just felt so good to be back there. And uh, I'm excited to hopefully to get back there again later on this season. I'm curious if you have um, an estimate as far as what the split was, Yankees fans versus Phillies fans, because uh, the couple of Mets games that I went to um, earlier this year with the smaller crowds, it felt definitely Phillies had more, but it was um, it was close. I mean, there was, it was uh, yeah, it was close. I would say, um, I mean, if you told me fifty five percent Phillies to forty five percent Yankees, I would probably go, uh, probably believe you. Uh, mm-hmm. It was very close to fifty fifty, um, which it, it was is fine, but it was just you know, just seeing the amount of people there. I think the Attendance to the game I went to, which was the Saturday one, uh, was like thirty-eight thousand. Um, cool. So numbers you haven't heard in a very mm-hmm. long time. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that that probably is. It's probably considered a sellout because I think they were keeping a couple sections still somewhat socially distanced to you know give people that that sense of comfort. So um, I mean that probably is essentially a sellout because I think both games were right around thirty-eight, thirty-nine thousand. So. Uh yeah, very cool to see. Um, this whole homestand was very cool to see. Like I said, this is um probably the best streak this team's gone on since the start of the season. Um, let's break down some of these games. Uh, well, unfortunately, the first game we're going to talk about was not so positive. Uh, as expected, we got a pitcher's duel out of Zach Wheeler uh, versus Max Scherzer. Scherzer ends up going seven and two thirds, giving up five hits, just one earned run, uh, one walk, and nine strikeouts. Uh, Wheeler matched him in almost every category. He went seven and a third himself, five hits. He gives up two earned runs, uh, two walks, and eight strikeouts. Uh, the run, one, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. The runs for the Nationals came one in the fourth. Turner gets a leadoff walk, uh, and he gets the second on a ground out by Josh Harrison. And then uh, Josh Bell hits a quote unquote double out to left field um, that Girardi, after the game, said should have been caught. Or at least he thought it should have been caught. Uh, it was shallow left center, but McCutcheon probably could have gotten there. I think Tarius was also running that way from shortstop. Um, you know, it's we've seen it a couple times this year where there are some plays by McCutcheon that are questionable. You know, sometimes it pops out of his out of his glove. Sometimes it's you know you could tell just he's not seeing it well. Um, but uh, whether it should have fallen, it did fall. Turner scores, so it puts the Nationals up one nothing. Phillies answer back pretty quickly in the uh, bottom half of that fourth inning. Uh, Segura collects a single, uh, steals second base, and then JT Romuto comes up and collects an RBI single for himself. Uh, the sixth inning, Juan Soto, who seems to be the replacement for Bryce Harper down in uh, in Washington, as far as the the villain, so to speak. Um, he hits himself a solo home run and kind of stares down Zach Wheeler. I don't know. Maybe I missed something. I don't know if you saw any reason for, you know, Soto is a, is a, I guess, l- loud personality at the plate, you know, with the, with the, um, you know, the antics he's got going up there and it's never, well, it bothers me in the sense that it's, you know, the rival team and, and that sort of thing. But as, from a strictly player standpoint, I don't mind it. You know, I don't mind that he, does that sort of thing. It's it's fun, brings some character to the game, but in this scenario, he kind of just stared down Wheeler, almost like, I I, it was weird. Do you, did you hear anything about that? Do you do you have any, um, uh, see anything as to why that, that kind of moment happened? Uh, I, I don't recall anything. I, I know earlier in the game, he was called out on strikes um, by Zach Wheeler. 
Um, so, I mean, maybe that was it. Maybe he thought that pitch was borderline or whatever. Um, but I, I don't remember off the top of my head anything being that overt of, of why he would pick Wheeler to stare at, besides mm-hmm. the fact that he was on the mound. Yeah, it's not like Wheeler really starts any... any. Um, he's never very controversial. In fact, not controversial at all. Nothing that I can remember where you know he's done something that would warrant that kind of response from a batter. Uh, and yeah, then I believe... I just, Go ahead. I'm, I'm just sorry. I'm, yeah, I, I just think it was a bit of gamesmanship. I mean, obviously, we talked about how big this uh, homestand was for the Phillies. It's huge for the Nationals, too. It's a division opponent. Uh, two teams that are just... Uh, fighting to stay in a uh, division that's uh, very much alive. Uh, it's at this point still any team can can come through. I, I think it's still at this point. Uh, so I just think it was a bit of gamesmanship and just shows how important uh, the series was for both teams. Yeah, and then in the I believe it was the bottom half of that same inning in the sixth, um, JT Ramuto got hit by a pitch from Scherzer. Um, Again, nothing to to show that it was intentional, but you know Max Scherzer is Max Scherzer, and he usually doesn't you know throw pitches away like that. So I don't know, just a confluence of events there that felt a little weird. Nothing, um, nothing really would come of it the rest of that series. So uh, you know, we'll see as the season progresses. Um, Got to talk about the ninth inning of this one though. Uh, Reese Hoskins leads it off with a long shot out the right field, bounces off the top of the wall out there. Um, he ends up on second base. Arguably, he could have ended up on third. Um, another thing Girardi mentioned in the in the post game, he was going to look at the video. Um, you know, Hoskins out of the box may have been strutting a little bit down the uh, first base line, so he ends up on second base. Uh, and then Girardi decides to bring up, or I should say, uh, put Travis Jankowski out there to to pinch run for Reese. Um, Travis had just come up from AAA, has a ton of speed. So I, you know, I know some people question the move. You know. Um, you know, you're taking a big bat out of the lineup, and um, if this game were to go to extras, you know, at this point the teams, you know, Phillies are down two to one. You know, let's just say they, they, um, you know, if Jan Kasky does score there, but then you lose Hoskins if you go into the tenth and and beyond. You know, and I, some people had a, had an issue with it. Um, I, I was okay with it. Um, you know, get some speed out there, and you know, put yourself in the best position to get into the, you know, extra innings if you had to, or to win the game and. Um, you know, kind of deal with the repercussions later. Uh, but it always uh, all for naught because I believe in a full count or no, it wouldn't have been full count, but it was um, pretty deep into the at bat for Romuto. Um, the ball bounces and the catcher briefly couldn't find it. And Jankowski starts to run towards third, but the ball did not get far enough away. Uh, I believe it was Avila picks up the ball. Uh, and at that point, Jankowski freezes between second and third. And right then and there, he, you know, cemented his fate. Uh, you know, he could have made the attempt to run back to second and, you know, force Avila to, thro- Avila to throw the ball. But instead, he just kind of dances there. And Avila makes it all the way out with the ball in hand, all the way out to, to that shortstop area. And, you know, eventually puts the tag on Jankowski. And it's just not a great look in your uh, debut for the Phillies. You know, pinch run in a big spot there. And he caught in a rundown between second and third. And it kind of just... You know, ruined any momentum the team had for the rest of the the inning. Uh, the next two batters would go down, and and that was it. Phillies would lose that one two to one. Um, what did you think about that whole scenario? Were you okay with Jankowski coming in there? Uh, and then you know, do you do you blame Jankowski for trying to you know get that extra base there, or do you think unless you're absolutely certain you you uh, you stay on second base? Yeah, unless you are absolutely certain you, you have to stay on, on second. Um, we saw um, sort of similar play uh, in the game I went to where uh, there was a ball that dropped at the feet of uh, Gary Sanchez, and I believe it was Segura who ended up getting thrown out at, at second because he kind of hesitated at first base. I was watching him, and he kind of like, tried to go, and then by the time he went, he, he hesitated, and he overslid the bag and got out. So, um, yeah, I think the hesitation just killed him. Uh, I don't understand why Janikowski was put in there. It's not like Reese is so slow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, at this point, uh, Luke Williams was not caught up. If it was like a guy like Luke, who is clearly much faster than, than Hoskins, sure. But I just, 
Um, I don't know if Hoskins is you know that slow that you or you wouldn't want to replace him. Uh, I don't know. I just it just didn't it didn't feel necessary at that point. Um, but it was just very very bad. <laughs> Uh, not not being smart on the base pads and just um, like you said, the 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 second guessing just he was dead the rights. Yeah, and and I can understand it either way. I uh, get the uh, positive to pinch running there and the negative. You know, as you mentioned, Hoskins isn't the you know the slowest guy out there. He you know has decent enough speed for a first baseman, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's easy in hindsight to to question these things, and, you know. But the Phillies do drop that opening game of the series. Thankfully, the rest of the series would go pretty well for them. In that Saturday game, Spencer Howard gets the start for the Phillies, and once again, he can't get himself out of the third inning. Forces Ranger Suarez to come into the game. He comes in with the bases loaded and nobody out, and he ends up only allowing one run uh, with the bases full. Uh, he. Uh, gives up a fielder's choice to Juan Soto, which, considering what uh, you know, one what Juan Soto is capable of, that's that's uh, pretty impressive. Uh, Suarez, this I mean, this whole season has been impressive, and in this game, he goes three innings with three strikeouts uh, and no earned runs to his line. That run he allowed would uh, go to Spencer Howard. Uh, in the fourth inning, Jesiger would reach base on an error by Josh Bell. Bryce Harper gets hit by a pitch, and then Reese Hoskins comes in to collect an RBI single to score for the uh, the Phillies' first run of the game. Later in the inning, Andrew McCutcheon comes through with a three-run home run um, to the Phillies up to four runs at that point. Uh, In the eighth inning, Josh Bell would collect a home run for the Nationals. Uh, Bryce Harper answers back in the bottom of that inning with an RBI single. And then Connor Brogdon comes in and saves the game in the ninth with Hector Neris. On the paternity list, uh, the Phillies take that one 5-2. to two. So then we head to the final game of that series. Uh, this game was a wacky, crazy, whatever uh, whatever word you want to you wanna use here. Um, Vince Velasquez uh, gets to start in this one. Once, uh, I think this is his second start since, uh, or his first start since that Cincinnati uh, game where he, um, I don't even know if he made it out of the second inning in that one. Uh, he goes four innings here, gives up three earned runs on 80 pitches, um, gives up some RBI base hits to Juan Soto, Victor Robles, um, and you know, kind of put the Phillies uh, down a little bit early. However, in the fourth inning, the Phillies would um, would go off, so to speak. Uh, after an Anubu Herrera ground out, JT Ramuto collects a walk, Bryce Harper singles, uh, Re- <coughs> excuse me, Reese Hoskins reaches on an error by Jordy Mercer. And Andrew McCutcheon collects an RBI single, followed by Brad Miller and Alec Bohm, both walking with the bases loaded. Ronald Torres collects an RBI fielder's choice. Matt Joyce comes in and strikes out. However, on that third strike, uh, there would be a wild pitch uh, from Finnegan, the Nationals pitcher. Udubo Herrera collects an RBI single of his own. Once again, JT Romito walks in this inning, his second of the inning, and then Bryce Harper would ground out. So the Phillies score seven runs in that fourth inning. Uh, they really didn't look back. In the fifth, Brad Miller hits a two-run home run. Bernie Kinsler comes in to pitch the sixth inning for the Phillies. He would allow four hits. Two of those are extra base hits, uh, three on runs total. At that point, the Phillies are up 9-6, to six, so uh, still a close game. Um, but then JT Romuto in the bottom of the inning puts the, puts the game in his own hands. He hits his 100th home run of his career. It's a three-run shot, uh, putting the Phillies up 12-6. to six. Sam Coonrod comes in for the Phillies after that. He throws an inning, uh, an inning and a third, giving up no runs. Um, and he ends up getting the win in this one, which after we finished off with this game, I'm, I'm, I kind of want to talk about how this works because I was kind of confused as he got as to how he got the win. Um, but as we go into the eighth inning, Christopher Sanchez is making his Phillies debut. And as he's facing Trey Turner in a pretty big spot in the eighth inning, the netting behind home plate falls and, um, you know, it's hanging off onto the field. You know, they have to stop the game. I think it was about 25 minutes it took for um, the ground crew to come out and kind of uh, makeshift fix. And they take some rope and tie the net back up. And I mean, kudos to them for, you know, that emergency situation and getting it all fixed. But man, that was I definitely one of the strangest things I've seen 
baseball game. It was an adventure. It for sure was. Um, but it was great uh, to see the offense um, produce that many runs. Uh, this whole homestand was was a good uh, was a good homestand for the the offense as far as just seeing what we thought we would see uh, on a consistent basis uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, like I said, this is probably the first really positive show we've done since week one, where we talked about how we thought the offense would be such a uh, pivotal part of this team and be so productive and uh, in parts it has and then uh, other times it hasn't. Uh, you know, especially recently, you know, end of May was not a very good uh, month, of, uh, not a very good few weeks of baseball. Um, but this homestand was uh, a good glimpse of what this uh, offense, I think, could be uh, with their full potential. Yep, absolutely. Um, to close that game out, Hector Neris comes back from the paternity list. Uh, he goes just two thirds of an inning with one hit and two strikeouts. He, uh, I think. Girardi just throwing him out there to to, uh, to get some work in. So next up, after the National Series, the Phillies had off on that Monday. And then they start a series with the Atlanta Braves. Uh, similar to the National Series, it starts off as a um, as a loss in Game 1, but then they pull through in the, uh, the second two games. Um, so this uh, Tuesday game uh, went back and forth for um, you know the first few innings. Braves end up scoring early in this one. Austin Riley with an RBI double in that first inning. Uh, and then an interesting uh, thing happened in innings three, four, and five. Each team uh, scored one run in their half of the inning. So in the third, Ronald Acuna Jr. hits a home run for the Braves. Uh, Aaron Nola has a sacrifice bunt for the uh, Phillies, which ends up scoring Alec Bohm. So, um, you know, one run apiece for each team in that one. Then in the fourth inning, William Contreras hits a home run for the Braves, and Bryce Harper collects a home run for the Phillies. And then in the fifth, Freddie Freeman with an RBI single, uh, a bit of a bobble by Odubel Herrera out in center field. It gets past him and allows the run to score. And then in the bottom half of that inning, Gene Segura comes comes through with an RBI double. Gene Segura is going to be a name that comes up quite a bit uh, throughout this homestand. He definitely put on um, put on quite a performance and. Um, yeah, once we get through all these games, I have some numbers to, to talk about with a couple of players, but Gene Segura uh, is one of them. In the sixth inning, the Phillies would end up taking the lead. JT Romuto collects another home run for the Phillies. And then Brad Miller comes through with an RBI single to put them up 5-4. to four. Nola's day, uh, Aaron Nola's day would be done after the fifth inning. He would go five innings four with four earned runs, seven hits, two walks, and seven strikeouts. So at that point, his, uh, his streak of... You know, not so not so terrific outings continues, and um, you know, at that point, a bit concerning as far as how his season was going. Uh, thankfully, he'd have a a nice performance in the uh, uh, finale of the Yankee series, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, this is where things felt started to fall apart for the the Phillies. Um, Jack, uh, yeah, Jackie Bradley, um, Archie Bradley, and Jose Alvarado would come in for the. Uh, for the Phillies and pitch uh, score the sixth and seventh. Uh, unfortunately, Connor Brogdon comes in in the eighth inning. He gives up a home run to Austin Riley. A uh, he would then walk Dansby Swanson and give up a home. Uh, I'm sorry, a single to Albert Amante, which would then uh, lead to Jordy bringing Sam Kuhn in the game. Uh, he gives up a, a single to William Contreras. Uh, then there's an error on the play. Um, on the ball hit by uh, Heredia, it's a third. And uh, Ronald Acuna then comes through with a single for the Braves. All of that to score, uh, to set the score to 9-5 to five for the Braves. Uh, worth noting, David Hale comes in in this game in the ninth and throws a 1-2-3 against Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley, and Dansby Swanson. So, um, nice little performance out of Hale. Unfortunately, the Phillies uh, take the loss in that one, 9-5. Now, Wednesday's game, we get to another pitches duel on this homestand. We see Zach Eflin and Tucker Davidson of the Braves, um, you know, match up pretty well. Eflin goes six six innings. Uh, he allows eight hits, one earned run, two walks, and seven strikeouts. Davidson for the Braves goes six innings as well. He allows four hits, no earned runs, one walk, and four strikeouts. Um, for the Braves, uh, their bullpen comes in and throws scoreless 
a scoreless seventh and eighth inning. Uh, William Contreras hits an RBI single off of Eflin in the sixth. So going into the ninth inning, uh, the Phillies are down one to nothing. Um, you know, with with the way the offense had looked all day, it looked a little bleak. Andrew McCutcheon does manage to walk a uh, work a walk off of Atlanta closer Will Smith. Uh, then we get down to two outs in the inning, and it brings up Luke Williams, a name you uh, you had mentioned earlier. He had been called up the previous night. Um, you know, he collected two hits in that in that game. Uh, tonight, he uh, he comes up again with uh, Andrew McCutcheon on first, two outs in the ninth. Uh, Phillies down by one, and in a pretty special moment that uh, you know, I'm curious. I'll be curious to see what you felt in that moment. But um, Williams uh, hits one out to left field that uh, you know everybody kind of held their breath because it didn't it didn't look for sure gone, but uh, it does eventually go over that wall, and you know he hits a walk off two out two run uh, home run uh, in you know for his first home run as a Philly. He had just spent all that time with Team USA, where you know he was crushing the ball and essentially the MVP for that Team USA team. Uh, the Phillies call him up because they need a little uh, offensive uh, juice to add to the lineup, and uh, he comes through here. Yeah. Give us your thoughts on you know the hit and the, you know, the post-game with the emotional interview, his family all around. You know, what were you thinking in those moments? Oh, man, that was just a great moment uh, for the season. Probably one of my favorites uh, so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the the elation on his face of uh, realizing he hit it. Uh, when he gets around first place, he's like, "Oh my god, I actually did it!" Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And the crowd out in left field where the the ball landed, they were going crazy. Uh, you know, the leap on the home plate. Uh, his family was going nuts in the stands, and then and then um, just to cap it all off, like you said, just the, the emotional, you know, him um, practically breaking down uh, in the post game interview. Um, which is a really sweet touch, and um, that was very exciting. Happy for the kid. I uh, hope he sticks around. Hope he uh, uh, potentially makes a name for himself with the big club. Um, just a really very fun moment. Um, uh, I, I I've watched that replay maybe a thousand times since then. Yeah, you. I mean, you're spot on. It was such a cool moment. Probably my my favorite moment of the season so far. Especially when he capped it off with that, you know, interview where you know, he tells Tom McCarthy Tom's going to make him cry because he starts talking about his family. It just, it just all felt so wholesome and really was fun to watch. And ended up being uh, the start of a little mini streak here for the Phillies as they collect three straight walk off wins. Um, we head to yeah. that, we head to that Thursday game against the Braves. Um, once again, another pitchers duel. Zach Wheeler uh, for the Phillies goes eight innings with four hits, does not allow an earned run. Does not give up a walk and collects twelve strikeouts. Ian Anderson for stud. the what's that? It's just a stud, just a, just a, a stud performance. Mm-hmm. Um, just I I did not think we would get this kind of year out of Zach Wheeler. Nope. Um, I think you sort of hoped you would you would be uh, good for you as you know when you sign someone to that kind of deal, but I did not expect um, to see this these kind of performances coming from Wheeler. Um, but I'm, hey, I'm super excited and, and I'm, uh, hopefully this is not just a blip on the, uh, radar. Hopefully this is a legit, um, Ronnie's going and it continues all year. And I think the only thing sweeter about it that, you know, that he's doing this for us and that he's, you know, pitching so well, the, the, the one thing that makes it even better is that he's not doing it for the Mets and the Mets did not yes. resign him and yes. we stole him away, you know, I, that said, the Philly or the Mets, I don't think are uh, crying very much because they've got such a solid rotation. But um, you know, it's 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 nice to win one of those deals. So um, Ian Anderson for the Braves, he has a rough first inning um, in this one. He throws twenty six pitches, doesn't um, doesn't allow a run. Uh, he ends up getting out of that one. He would go seven innings, allowing four hits, no earned runs, uh, with a walk and four strikeouts. In the eighth inning, Adubo leads things off. With a double off the right field wall, uh, Segura would follow up with a double out into left field, and um, that puts the Phillies up one nothing. And um, you know, it it it's a late late inning run, and you have got Hector Neris coming in, and you're thinking, okay, you know, maybe we we squeak this one out and, and take the series. Um, however, Freddie Freeman, if you've ever heard of him, has other plans. Nope. <laughs> he collects a, a home run out to center field that. Herrera, Odubo Herrera could have caught, but I'm I'm not gonna um, you know, I'm not gonna chastise him about it. It's those those 
home run robbing catches are not easy and despite the fact that he probably could have had it i i can't knock him for it i you know it's more of a if anything it's a pat on the back to freddie freeman because you know it despite the down year he's having he still is able to just hit the ball so well and uh ties the game up for the braves there it's one to one uh it got close you know the the braves almost took the lead in that in that ninth inning because ozzy Albies would follow up with a walk a stolen base and he'd get to third on a wild pitch uh, however, Naris keeps it at just the one run, and we go to extra innings. Jose Alvarado comes in for the Phillies. He would uh, collect, or he would get out. Let me try that again. He would get Almonte from the Braves to um, hit into a ground out. He then would uh, walk Heredia, who would get to second on a wild pitch. And because of the uh, the extra inning rule with the runner starting on second, Dansby Swanson, who had started on second, Ends up scoring. Uh, Alvarado would continue with a walk to um, walk to Kevin Smith, uh, a strikeout to William Contreras, and then a walk to Ronald Acuna, uh, and then he would get Freddie Freeman to ground out. So the Braves end up scoring two runs in that tenth inning. Um, so the Phillies have some work to do in their half. Uh, after Will Smith gave up the uh, walk-off home run to Luke Williams the night before, the Braves decided to go with Chris Martin as their quote-unquote closer in this one. Uh, Mar- Rafael Marchand for the Phillies ends up starting at second base. Uh, he gets the third on a pass ball, followed by an RBI single, uh, worth noting a two-strike single by Alec Boehm out to right field. Adubo Herrera then collects a double a double for uh, for himself out to left field. Uh, and then it all culminates in Gene Segura coming through with a walk-off, loud, long single out to center field. Um, you know, it, it bounces off the wall out there and he only, you know, it goes down in the record, which is a single, you know, would have been a double, possibly a triple with the way the wall, um, you know, is angled out there. Um, and the Phillies, uh, get their second straight walk off and, um, you know, walk offs are tense, but they're also exciting. And yeah, I definitely think it, uh, put a, put a lot of energy into this team. It, it, you know, it's, it's, it's something you can build off, build off of, um, you know, it's worth mentioning the 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 blown save by Neris, but you know when you get when you get breakthrough hits like that, it's um, you know it's it's fun and can energize a team. And evidently, it it did just that because as we go into the Saturday game against the uh, Yankees, we would see a uh, a similar outcome at the end of this one. Uh, the Phillies score uh, four runs in this first inning. It's the first time in 15 games that they scored runs in the first um, inning. Something they had done quite a bit earlier in the season and recently, but they score four here. They come on six singles, a sacrifice fly, and a walk. Uh, the Yankees would get a couple back off of Vince Velasquez in the second. Uh, Gary Sanchez hits a home run, and Brett Gardner collects a triple. Uh, so the Yankees get two there. In the fourth inning, Gene Segura once again coming through. He gets an RBI single. Um, Alec Bohm and Ronald Torres come through with RBI hits of their own in the fifth. So uh, at that point, the Phillies are up 7-2. to Vince Velasquez's day is done after that. He goes five innings, collecting or allowing six hits, uh, two earned runs, a walk, and five strikeouts. Sam Coonrod comes in as his replacement out of the bullpen. He goes two innings. He allows one earned run on the Roofnet Odor home run. And now Ranger Suarez comes in, and it looks like with the stellar year he's been having Girardi is looking to put him into uh more high leverage situations and using him as a late inning guy rather than a uh rather than a mop-up guy he allows his first earn run of the season so now his era sits at 0.42 which is just awful and you know yeah maybe time to send him back down um but yes so Suarez gives up his first earn run of the year so going into the ninth with Hector Neres coming into the game the Phillies lead at 7-4. Naris would give up two one-out walks to the Yankees, and then he would leave a ball. Uh, you know, I don't even know if it was uh, such a terrible pitch, per se, but with DJ LeMahieu, um, you know, he's having a bit of a down year by his own standards, but LeMahieu can hit just about anything, and he would do just that. He collects a three-run home run in that top of the ninth inning to tie the game for the Yankees. It's seven to seven. Uh, the Phillies had a chance in the ninth inning. Bryce Harper led things off with a double, but 
nothing would come of it. So then we had two extra innings for the second straight game. Archie Bradley comes in and hats off to Bradley in this one because you know when you're coming into these extra inning games now and you got the guy starting on second, you think, okay, well, that run is almost guaranteed to score with all the ways that you can get a guy uh, from second to home. With you know three outs to play with, you you just assume that guy is going to score. But uh, in this case, they do not. Bradley collects a one, two, three, tenth inning. Uh, like I said, the runner didn't even move off the second base. Um, so then it is to the bottom of the tenth with the Phillies just needing one run to run. Yeah, one run to walk it off again. We see Travis Jankowski start things off with a sacrifice bunt to move the runner to. Uh, I'm sorry, to move Ronald Torres over to third. Um, after Odubel Herrera would pop out into foul territory. Once again, our hero, Gene Segura, comes through, and he collects a walk-off uh, single over to third base. Ball gets thrown away when they try to throw home. Uh, Bob, I guess because I haven't asked you yet, and yeah, this might um, this might be putting you on the hot seat here, but were you still there at the game for this uh, for this 10th inning walk-off? Absolutely, I was still there. Uh, yes, Good answer. We, were, we were there. I didn't leave my seat for most of the game, I, I, I think after the, yeah, after the uh, four run in, I went, got to eat, but I was pretty much in my seat for most of the game mm-hmm. uh, with a bunch of friends who were just talking, just uh, people behind us who were Yankees and Phillies fans, and we were just uh, having fun with them the whole game. Uh, really good uh, atmosphere in the section we were at. Um, but yes, we stayed the entire game. Uh, the, the Mayhew hit from my angle, I was up in uh, 310, up in like uh, right field. Or uh, just off the uh, foul line, but up high. Um, from my angle, I thought it was just going to go like off the wall or that, but then I was like, oh, it went into the crowd. I was like, oh. I just stood there, and that's when I heard all the Yankees fans, especially my friend, I was one of my one friends, the Yankees fan, uh, cheer. Um, but it was, uh, it was a very fun game to be at. Um, and uh, yes, no one. It was like a unanimous decision. No one. We we're all like, yes, we're staying. Uh-huh. We're not leaving. We're not leaving. We're gonna watch this. Game's been too fun already. We we have to stay and watch, finish this thing out. Yeah, and those 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 games that get stressful, but you know the Phillies that are coming out on top. Those are the definitely the more fun ones to to be able to say you stayed to the end for. And yeah, that you know that that'll end up being one that you remember for quite a long time. Uh, so with the momentum coming off of three straight walk-offs, uh, the Phillies don't need a walk-off in this final game against the Yankees on Sunday. Uh, they win this one handily, 7 to nothing. They strike again in the first inning, three straight singles to, to lead things off. Uh, Bryce Harper hits into a, an odd double play where it was a ball that looked like it was going to be called on the line, but ends up dropping in front of, I think it was Gleyber Torres at a shortstop. Um, it was a great play with Mike Labor. Oh yeah, an absolutely spectacular play. I don't, you know, I don't blame. I think it was Segura that ends up making the second out there. I, you just can't blame him because you know you have to freeze and yeah, you know, not much that could happen there. So he goes to a double out. Uh, I'm sorry, a double play, uh, and then Reese Hoskins would fly out. Uh, however, in the second inning, Andrew McCutcheon comes through with a double. Alec Bohm hits a uh, single, and then later in the inning, Adubo Herrera collects a double of his own, and Gene Segura once again coming through with a single in the fifth inning. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this guy, Gene Segura, but this time he comes through with a triple. JT Romuto hits a single to make it 5 to nothing. Then after a Bryce single and Andrew McCutcheon double, uh, after which McCutcheon uh, pointed out to a Yankees fan that was kind of getting on his case out in left field and dedicated the RBI double to him, and at that point they put the Phillies up seven to nothing, and they would not look back. Uh, and Aaron Nola in this one, you know, we I mentioned him earlier, talking about that Braves game where his streak of not so great performances, um, you know, continued. However, in this one, he would go seven and two thirds of an inning uh, with three hits allowed, no earned runs, one walk, and nine strikeouts. He threw 103 pitches. I'm curious, uh, Bob, are you? Did you? Did you think he got pulled a little too early here? Um, you know, at 103, you know, maybe let him finish off the uh, the eighth inning there, especially because he hadn't allowed a base runner. So, uh, I'm curious what you think of um, what you think of Girardi pulling him out of the game there. Uh, I mean, I don't hate it. Uh, yeah, I think he could have finished the inning. Um, actually, um, that uh, him walking off the mound and just the ovation of the crowd 
that ended up being that another one of my favorite moments of the season. Just the because I just loved that the energy was back in the ballpark. Uh, I was there the night the day before. Um, I, you just you love it when I mean you have talked about this. You love it when you go to a, a baseball game or any sporting event and you just feel the crowd is in it the whole time. Um, so Cam uh, Girardi pulling Noah early. Yeah, I think he could have finished the eighth, but uh, it led to a nice tip of the cap moment, nice stand ovation. Um, love to see the crowd back into it, and so I just it made me feel good as as a Phillies fan to to see like yes, you know the the we're getting back to normal. The the fans are here. It's one of the first times we're having a almost sellout crowd. Um, so it was just uh, I, I got a nice little uh, I got really pumped up seeing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know all the fans there and. Hopefully a sign of Nola turning things around. And, you know, a one-two punch of, punch of Nola and Wheeler on their absolute A game would be would be killer. So, you know, hopefully that uh, yes. that leads to good things. Also, I have to do, I have to make note, Aaron Nola did go one for two at the plate uh, with a walk in this game. So I um, knew this was coming. <laughs> yes, so yes. we must, I, must I, have it be known. Yeah, and I don't know if you caught the, the post-game uh, interview on the radio. Uh, but Noah was on with Fransky in LA and uh, had a nice uh, conversation with LA about his fastball command and, and that being the key to his success and him uh, really being, being on the fastball. He threw the fastball extremely well in that start. Uh, he was on top of the ball and, and even Aaron admitted that he hadn't been the best with his fastball command most of the season. And it was a nice conversation between LA, you know, a former pitcher and, and Noah talking about, uh, you know, the, the, the need to, just really get behind that pitch and, and command it. Uh, and also it gave a peek into the, you know, the attitude inside the clubhouse, you know, uh, Fransky asked, uh, I think Fransky asked him about um, how the walk-offs have, you know, sort of fired his team up and, and no one agreed. He said, yeah, uh, walk-offs are, are, are fun. They're, they're, they, they energize the team. And uh, so it was a, it was a nice uh, conversation between the three of them that I enjoyed. And, uh, I'm hopeful for the upcoming uh, upcoming road trip. Um, just see where the health of this team ha- keeps us our confidence, and uh, it's going to be a very tough uh, next two series. Yeah, well, so to to cap things off for that that um, that last game against the Yankees, uh, Connor Brogdon comes in, throws one pitch, and gets the last out of the eighth inning, and then Eniel De Los Santos comes in and closes things out. He looked like he, as that inning went on, he just got better and better as the as the crowd kind of pumped him up. You saw his yeah. miles per hour goes up. So yeah, who knows? Maybe he um you know pulls the Ranger Suarez and you know surprises us. We'll see. Um, I wanted to make note of some of the numbers from this Yankee series because there were multiple players in the Phillies that performed extremely well in the two games against the Yankees. Odubel Herrera goes four for eleven. With four runs scored and one RBI, uh, Gene Segura goes six for ten with two runs scored and four RBIs. JT Romuto three for eight, two runs scored, two RBIs. Bryce Harper four for nine, two runs scored, two RBIs. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon goes three for six, uh, including a walk and a hit by pitch. Um, he would score two runs and collect three RBIs of his own. And Alec Boehm goes three for nine with one run scored and two RBIs. So. Um, you know, quite a few guys there that are that are hot, or at least we're hot in that series. And it's, um, you know, as you mentioned, they're going on a tough road trip. So this is um, that's something that was needed was you know to get these guys going and you know get them ready to um, uh, to go on this tough road trip and and be ready to perform. Uh, Question what? for you, Andrew. Good. Yeah. Did Gene Segura get your vote for the All Star Game? This that's what I'm saying. Um, I mean, yes, because it's the combination of he's playing well and, you know, it's, it's a Phillies guy. So of course I want to root for him. Um, right now though, Ozzy Albies is just, I mean, playing lights out baseball for the Braves and I think he'll end up getting it. Him and Acuna will probably get in together. Um, you know, Segura could get up there and, and finish second or third, which would be nice. Um, certainly playing, um, extremely well. Uh, it's just the the All Star game. It's tough with when it's a fan vote. You know, it's yeah. not always necessarily going to play out the way it, it probably should, especially with Gene missing. What did he miss? Like two weeks with his injury. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I really hope he he at least gets a bench role. Um, I, I like to see that he's he's put in 
uh, an excellent couple of uh, couple of weeks actually, and, and just uh, good to see him. I think the Phillies treat out. He's like the only guy who like is in like the top two of the three um, average uh, on base and slugging. Um, so he's just as a second baseman. Um, I, I know. I I, I, I want to see him. Maybe not as a starter, but I, I definitely want to see. Uh, or I'm hopeful to see Gene uh, get a shot at the at the team. Yeah, it um, it would be his third All Star appearance. He made it in twenty uh, excuse me, 2013 with the Brewers, and again in 2018 with the Mariners. So yeah, it would be cool to see him. Um, you know, get get a third one there. He certainly has been playing well enough that I think he um, yeah, he would earn it. And while we're on the subject of Gene Segura, just to look at uh, the last uh, 11 games for him uh, since May 29th, uh, he is hitting 409 with an on-base percentage of 469. He's got eight RBIs as well as eight runs scored uh, and four stolen bases. Uh, three doubles and a triple thrown in there. Yeah, he is. he has been um, a catalyst for this team for sure. And... Um, you know, helping this team to score these runs and go on this offensive streak that they've been that they've been going on. Um, another guy I want to point out that's really been helping out the team uh, in that same span, Andrew McCutcheon. Ever since he was moved out of that leadoff spot and down into the uh, you know fifth six, yeah, I'm sorry, fifth sixth spot in the lineup, um, he is hitting 3.42 with a 4.22 on base percentage. Um, he's got 13. I'm sorry, yes, 13 hits, four doubles, three home runs. And eleven RBIs, so he is performing. Words are hard, Andrew. Words are hard. Uh, they are, yeah, they are. Especially after I went to the dentist today, and I've got new uh, oh. <laughs> new misaligned trace. <laughs> trying to trying to say all this is uh, is fun, but it's okay because the Phillies are playing well, and I'm excited about it. Um, but yeah, I, and this is going to lead me into my next, um, I guess, set of questions for you, Bob. You know, with McCutcheon moving down into the fifth or sixth spot in the lineup, depending on the night. Um, you know, we see a Herrera batting leadoff. We've seen Bryce Harper move into the cleanup spot. And Romuto is hitting third. All of this, I'm going to say, has a little bit to do with the the streak that uh, Reese Hoskins has been on. Uh, we have said multiple times before, Reese Hoskins has been extremely streaky in his career. Um, so looking at the 12-game stretch from May 22nd to June 5th, that's when he was on a 12-game hitting streak. Uh, Hoskins was 14 for 50 with five walks and seven extra base hits. And then six, um, sorry, since June 6th, he is 0 for his last 27 uh, with three walks, all of those coming in a single game against the Yankees, I believe in that Saturday game that you were in attendance for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Um, with this, you know, kind of newly revamped lineup, you know, with uh, D.D. Gregorius appearing to be out for a little bit longer, he had a bit of a setback with his arm. How, what's your uh, what's your feeling on the lineup now with Herrera leading off, Segura up there batting second, uh, Romuto, Harper, and then it usually usually ends up with Hoskins batting fifth, and then um, you know it, um, McCutcheon sixth. Uh, what's it? Bohm seventh, uh, Torreo's eighth. How do you how do you feel about that lineup right now? Um, I like the lineup. Uh, I, I I wouldn't mess with it too much. Um, it's it's been working. I know Reese has been uh, struggling a bit, but uh, other guys are are you know pulling their weight. Uh, I loved. I got to see uh, two. I believe two hits by Boehm on Saturday. Um, and it wasn't just seeing Boehm hit, but seeing where the the ball went. Um, both hits were one was out the middle. Uh, one was to the opposite way to right field. Um, yeah, that that I love seeing. That that was a good sign for me. Is is that uh, Bohm might be making the the turning the corner a bit. Uh, he is a all fields kind of hitter, and when he is not pulling too much, and he's seeing the ball well, he hits the all field. So um, just seeing that out of Bohm on Saturday gave me hope for uh, him to. Hopefully, gradually improve as the season goes along. Um, so I, it's they they just won three series in a row. Um, you know, the confidence is there from the team. You hear it in the interviews, you hear it in the things. I wouldn't mess with this lineup too much. Um, if they go ahead and you know lay a goose egg on the road trip, then yeah, we can talk about changing the lineup. But uh, I, I, you know, don't mess with what's working for you. 
Well, this uh, this streak of the Phillies sees its way out to L.A. as the Phillies uh, make their annual visit to the Dodgers. Uh, there's something fun about seeing games at Dodger Stadium. There's, um, you know, it's a it's a classic stadium, and you know, knowing some of the Phillies' history there, especially on those runs in 08 and 09, it's um, it's fun when they go out there. You know, even if even if the team isn't necessarily at its at its peak, it's it's you know, it's fun to watch those games. Uh, so in the Monday game or tonight's game, we'll see uh, Spencer Howard get the start for the Phillies against Tony Gonsolin. Tuesday game sees Zach Eflin go against uh, uh, Urias, Julio Urias from the uh, from the Dodgers. And then, as you mentioned before, we kind of started this, Bob. The Wednesday game is going to be one uh, one to watch. What's uh, tell us about the matchup and, and what you're expecting? Ah, uh, man, it is Zach Wheeler versus Clayton Kershaw, and I I'm just really excited. I love. I'm definitely more of a fan of watching pitching. Um, I love I love a good pitcher's duel, so I'm hoping for a bit of that on Wednesday. Um, we were talking earlier. I don't know if we were recording when we were talking about this, but uh, Clayton hasn't been uh, super Kershaw-like recently, um, so maybe that's uh, you know a one-up for the Phils. Um, but I am, you know, because I watching when the Phils were at the, at the top of the top and watching guys like. Camels and Halliday and Cliff and uh, Oswald go at it uh, night after night. Uh, I loved that time period, and uh, this is not like that at all with with this team. is not, not even close. But it it is it was fun this weekend to to see um, you know Zach go out there and strike out twelve guys against the Braves, and then uh, a couple of days later see Noah go seven two thirds and the performance he put in. Um, I love watching good pitchers pitch, and Wednesday is going to be primo baseball watching for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That you know, when you've got your top guy going out there like that on the streak he's on, and you know, as you mentioned, Kershaw hasn't Kershaw hasn't been Kershaw, but he still is Clayton Kershaw, and um, you know, he can always toss one out there and and be just as dominant as Zach Wheeler. So yeah, that game, despite the ten ten uh, Eastern start, it it. May just be a must watch. Um, and I then, think it will be. Good. Uh, yeah, I, I think this game will be will live up to the hype. Um, just hope uh, the Phillies come up on top. Yep. And even with you know Zach Eflin, Zach Eflin is no slouch himself. He'll be going on that in that Tuesday game against Urias, and that you know that'll be another sneaky good pitching matchup as well. So we'll see. You know, uh, if we come out of this with the Phillies taking two or three from the Dodgers, I'd be ecstatic. And uh, and then they head out to they finally make that trip out to San Francisco that I oh, apparently that. yeah the one I've apparently been dying for all season um they'll have a night game on that Friday and then two four o'clock starts after that no pitching matchups have been announced yet but you imagine we're gonna see Nola um go in that series and uh probably F1 uh no actually no probably not at, well there's an off day on Thursday so we'll we'll see if uh you know Girardi decides to shake up the rotation or not, but for sure we'll get Nola in that series. You know, they'll be going up against, um, for the first time this season in San Francisco, second time they'll be seeing the giants this season. And, um, you know, giants are still playing well. You know, when we saw them come into Philly, they were playing well. And I think people were wondering if it was an anomaly, but you know, now we're into mid June and heading in closer to the all-star break and the giants are still competing out there. So, uh, as we wrap things up, Bob, what's your, What's your prediction for this six-game road trip out west for the Phillies? Um, I am going to say, um, I, yeah, you know, I am a little, a little bit. You talked about how I love pitching. I am a little bit worried about some of the matchups, uh, especially tonight with uh, Spencer, um, and then you know, depending on how the series go. They might throw him out again with maybe Vince Velasquez, maybe a Noah Velasquez, Spencer Howard again in San Francisco. Um, I don't know if I love that. Um, so I'm going to say a conservative three and three, which for me would be completely fine um, because you're after that you're rolling right back into divisional play where you're facing the Nationals and then the Mets uh, and then that one game in Cincinnati and then the Marlins. 
Yeah. Um, so so a, a an even three and three would be uh, a win for me. Um, Andrew, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. Three and three would be would be a win. Um, as, as long as you know they weren't they weren't wins where you know they were winning seven nothing or you know had a big lead and then let it up or you know games that they had to or that they end up losing at the end. But uh, yeah, three and three would be would be fantastic. I you know it'd be incredible if they managed to win both these series. Um, I think of the two, you're set up well to possibly take two out of three from the Dodgers with Eflin and Wheeler getting starts in that one. Yeah, um, but. Uh, yeah, we'll see how we'll see how it plays out. I um... yeah, it, it's very interesting because you know, I, I think um, Girardi would probably prefer to uh, keep Eflin uh, for the Nationals because there's a two game set, and, I, and I, he'd be able to do an Eflin Wheeler uh, series. But if you know the series, if the road trip isn't going too hot, they do have the other that off that off day. Maybe they squeeze Eflin in at the end of the uh, Giants series. Um, so it's, it'd be interesting to see, um, first of all, how Spencer does tonight. And if he does poorly, uh, how that may affect uh, the Giants pitching matchups uh, and potentially the matchups against the Nationals the following series. Yeah, they'll have three off days in a span of eight days uh, coming up. So plenty of time to rest. So, you know, Drury will have some decisions to make. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, they'll come back from this road trip and play a quick two-game set with the Nationals in Citizens Bank Park, and that's probably the next time we'll uh, we'll record an episode. So by then, uh, you know, we'll be a pretty good way through this tough stretch we had talked about last time we recorded and how it would be a, a test uh, to see how well this team can perform. And so, well, they're doing pretty darn well going 6-2 and two on this homestand. So uh, that'll be it for this episode of 2-1-2 two two Out. Bob, do you have any uh, parting advice or any words for the uh, for the listeners out there? Uh, spay and neuter your pets, folks. Absolutely, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna get that tattooed on my thigh uh, this weekend. So, uh, spay and neuter your pets, everybody. Be safe. Go watch a good TV show and stay up late for the uh, for these West Coast games. By the way, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back uh, for our next episode. Bye, y'all.